And that's it. We are live on the internet. <laughs> All right. Good. Finally, how's it going? <laughs> good. How are you, Eric? I am awesome. Sorry that took so long. It's my fault somehow, I'm sure. That's okay. Yeah. I'm sure it was me. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I take the blame either way, you know. Right. I just, I just realized you have a bunch of butterfly stuff behind you. I, I do. <laughs> you you yeah. remember what room you were in? Yeah. Right on my way. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do. I love, I've always loved butterflies. So. All right. Yeah. Well, butterflies are cool. You know, I, I have a bunch of random stuff behind me too. So butterflies are probably cooler than the, you know, superhero thing I probably have behind me. So. Oh no, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So um, it's nice to meet you finally. I don't think we've ever actually, I've never met you in person, right? No, no, we haven't met in person. No. Gotcha. Thank God. I thought you were going to say we have. But I have <laughs> I'm like, oh, friends to meet you. Like, we've met seven times. Like, uh, yeah, that happens to me all the time. But yeah. you know, I'm I'm just as bad, so I don't I don't judge anybody that that forgets. In, in, my, <laughs> in my defense, um, the guy in the wheelchair is easy to remember, and all you walking people look the same. So you know, it's it's harder to keep <laughs> all awesome. track of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> all, all you folks just walking around all look alike. So right, it's hard, to keep, it's hard to keep track of y'all. I you hear know? you. Yeah. <laughs> So um, you guys are doing awesome work and I like how specific you are in your niche, which I think is really important. You know, a, a lot of folks start a nonprofit and they want to kind of do everything and right. or do what a lot of other people are doing and right. you're doing something super specific and no one else is doing it. And I think that's really cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, it took a little bit to get there. Um, we did start very general about um the firefighters and stuff like that and then branched out um after going to the the national drowning prevention convention is kind of where we had our aha moment of what we need to do so yeah i was pretty glad we went for that what year did you go this year yeah we just went for the first time yeah this is the first time we went and i wasn't supposed to go it was going to just be my husband and uh we happened to um, be able to pick up a, a load in Miami and then I tagged along. So yeah. that's awesome. So he's a trucker. He, well, he used to be, Okay. we used to have that as a, um, a company, but one of our new customer, not one of our customers for our new business, um, which is construction is one of our old customers for transportation. And he okay. had a boat that we had to pick up. So gotcha. Awesome. In, in a non-commercial way. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, so, so you got the hero bag idea literally just in April? Um, yeah. It, well, it kind of started in April. I went to the convention with the idea in mind that um, there had to be something out there um, for EMS or firefighters that could help um, drowning victims, you know, mm -hmm. something. And, and, and I literally went to the convention going, I don't know what it is. I have no idea. And, um, so I went there and then they started every, I kept hearing, um, lack of oxygen at lack of oxygen. And that's what, you know, causes the traumatic brain injury, which is what the problem is with drowning victims. Right. right. And that's uh, it's not a lot of times it's not kidneys or anything like that. It's, it's, the lack of oxygen to the brain and the brain swelling. So that, that's uh, actually, that's actually why I am in a wheelchair. I, uh, oh. I had, I had lack of oxygen when I was being born 
and it oh. caused a brain aneurysm. So the symptoms are really similar to a, right. a drowning victim, which is why I think I relate a little bit. But yeah. Right. Yeah, a- absolutely. And then I also by following um, a lot of non-fatal drowning um families mm-hmm. and noticing they're going to get um, oxygen treatment at the HBOT and, and Dr. Hart and, and doing all that. It just, it just clicked. Like something just said, you know what, you know, we need to get oxygen to them as soon as they can. And why aren't we doing this? You know? Um, and, and that's kind of where it went from there. And once I realized that the FDA did approve oxygen for emergency situations, it, it seemed like a no brainer. <laughs> so, so has this uh, treatment, we'll call it, been done before to, to drowning victims? And has it been successful? Well, I mean, they do it as soon as the ambulance comes, right? I mean, once the okay. ambulance gets there, they, they give you oxygen. Right. Um, the problem is, you know, oh, the best ambulance in town doesn't get to you until, you know, six minutes. If you're right. in, um, for Rory, it was 25 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So all that time, you know, the brain starts kind of dying off at six minutes and sure. we, we need every second. So why can't these um, police officers and their patrol cars, a lot of times are the ones that show up first or volunteer firemen in their own vehicles. Um, obviously once EMTs get there, they have oxygen, um, but we need it sooner. Right. I mean, they're, right. they're kids dying at alarming rate. I mean, it's, very rare that they survive. And when they do, the, their issues are the, tr- the brain injury. So. so so the idea is the first responder who gets there before the paramedic. Correct. Correct. Could, um, is, it, is it possible that people like, like I could have one in my house just on standby? I mean. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're going for is marketing to uh, pool owners. Um, we do want them. We're, I'm trying to integrate, you know, okay, we'll sell you this and then, and give you a credit for like CPR and oxygen training, which right. oxygen training. Um, the, when I would ask different EMT, the chiefs of EMS and, and different things are like, well, you know, training, 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 that's the issue. You need training on oxygen. You need to, and I'm like, okay, well, what is it? I mean, grandma carries around oxygen, right? Yeah, so my, my mom used to, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I, yeah. I mean, how hard could this be? Yeah. And um, when I talked to the, the gentleman that does our CPR training, um, he said it's five minutes and he did it at the end of one of our CPR things. And it's five minutes. Right. <laughs> so we are um, marketing that on our website to pool owners or if you live on a water or, you know, anything like that. Definitely. I mean, they're three hundred dollars and but they're not real big. They're right. 15 inches tall. The whole thing's 15 inches tall. Um, so you, it hangs on your wall next to your pool or whatever. Um, and to me, I, I just think if you own a pool, you should you should have this, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've never heard, you know, as, as deep as I am into pool safety, which is about as far as it gets. Right. Uh, I, I've never heard anyone recommend that before, ever. Right. Yeah. Well, and because if you talk to medical people you know whether they're paramedics or they're doctors they're like well you know it's the training issue and um so that's when i started asking different medical professionals like what's the downside of of this you know um tell me i'm going to blow up someone's lungs tell me you know like something and And someone's eyes are gonna pop out you know right like something (laughs) is gonna happen other than they're already you know not you know, breathing or, or 
sure. You know, in a heartbeat. I mean, you can't get much worse than that, right? right, right. <laughs> so, um, and, and literally their issue was, well, you know, if you don't put it on the face properly, they don't get the right amount. Okay. Okay. Like, if you don't do mouth to mouth properly, they don't get it right. You know. Right. I, and we all know you should do some kind of CPR instead of no CPR, right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of the... Um, so we, we've got that down, like even crappy CPR is better than no CPR. Exactly. So exactly. I'd rather get wrong air than some, you know, the no air. Right. You know? Exactly. Well, and, you know, and then when I started asking about, you know, CPR, because I didn't take CPR. I, I redid it in April and um, come to find out you do CPR classes now. It's all about the chest compressions. And that's great for every cardiac situation. Right. And they say, oh, well, mouth to mouth is optional. And they don't address drowning. Right. Because when in a drowning situation, it's not really optional. I mean, you might as well not do CPR if if you're not doing mouth to mouth because they're not getting any oxygen. Um, with every other cardiac situation, once you get the heart going and you get um, all that, everything else starts to work. Except in a drowning situation where the lungs aren't trans, like they're not switching out those gases right um, so you actually need to push that oxygen in there and for them to say oh well you know mouth to mouth is optional and and not address drowning was shocking to me because this isn't some rare occurrence that children drown i mean it happens all the time obviously and yeah, every, every day yeah and they don't address it so you know and uh, my good friend, Bob Pratt, he, uh, I don't know if you know him, he's on the board of the NDPA yes. and um, he's a, he was an EMS and a paramedic for a long time. Yeah, um, he was one I, of the people I talked to, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he gets really upset about people not doing the breasts. Right. Uh, because yeah. it's, you're missing out on everything. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, with, with mouth to mouth, and I, I learned that, learned this um, since talking to different people about it, uh, mouth to mouth, you get uh, 14 to 16% oxygen when they do that, because obviously you, you breathe in oxygen and you expel um, carbon exactly. dioxide. Right. right. So you're not giving them 100% oxygen, but it's better than nothing. Sure. Um, and then if you, we looked in just doing the bag valve masks, bag valve masks, the BBN. Yeah. Um, and that's better, you get 21% oxygen. But if you have something in, in your bag that um, can give you 100% and push it in, why, like, why not? You know, the only, the only issue um, with oxygen is it, they're worried about over-oxygenation, right? But you have to do that for like days and days and days of oxygen. And, and that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the tanks now. we put in there is 25 minutes. Right. That's it. So, and you know. isn't isn't the hyperbaric over oxygen? I mean, isn't that exactly what that is? You exactly. Know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and people just haven't come around to that way of thinking, you know. Right. And when I do talk to, um, you know, whether it's firefighters that have EMT training or paramedics or, or doctors, um, the the big thing is. Um, their training says, okay, well, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not a, a medical, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't prescribe it. That's what their training says. But for the last 40 years, the FDA says um, it's allowed. It's not a prescription drug uh, in an emergency situ situation when they need to be resuscitated. So 
when I tell them about this and I, oh, well, you know, you do CPR and that gets everything going. And then when I mention except in drowning, it's like it switches over to, oh, OK, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm like, I'm not I'm not I'm not a doctor. I'm, right. I'm not an EMT. I I was a lifeguard years ago. <laughs> like that's that's about it. And and how this is not like a normal thing. Just it, it just blows my mind, to be honest. Yeah. So, and like I said, I've never heard anybody champion it before you. And I think you're you're really on the, the cutting edge of something legitimately groundbreaking. I think, um, you know, hopefully you know, you'll be the beginning of everybody having these things. I, I really think that. And I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously we promote water, uh, water safety and sure. prevention. You know, that's obviously that's what we want. Right. But it's, we're not to the point yet that that's actually changing. I mean, it's changing things, but we're still it's a pill battle. Right. I mean, right. we're constantly telling about, you know, fences and, and door and window alarms and why you shouldn't do this. And so, you know, when the when the worst happens and either the child gets through all your barriers or you aren't aware of the issues, the least we could have is this oxygen to give them a fighting chance. So, yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm impressed with how quickly you got it up on your website. And, you know, it, it looks like you've been doing this forever. You know, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. And I, you know, I can't even take full credit. It's it was almost like that thought was planted in me because I, I didn't come up with that all on my own. I, it just kind of happened, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, and I, I did run my my marketing my marketing marketing design team, my website people pretty hard to get it going um, right. for our big event. We, we have a ride um, in July. And so I'm like, I really, I just had this urgency. Like we have to get this out here. We have to let people know what we're doing because from the time I told her that I need to get this website and what I needed on, we lost 15 people, 15 children in Texas, you know, in that time. And right. I, I'm just, I don't know. It's an urgency now. Like we've got to do this. We've got to get it out there and, and at least let make people aware right. uh, of what they need to do. Um, the the only pushback I have about marketing to pool owners is like, oh well, it's three hundred dollars. Uh, well, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. You have a pool. <laughs> like, like I don't know. What to <laughs> yeah. You know. If, if you have a house and a pool. I, I'm going to go on a limb and say there's a pretty good chance you can swing the 300 bucks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we're not charging any more um, than if you were to go to someone else. Um, but everything that above what it costs us goes into these hero bags that we can give to first responders. So I'm hoping that we push that message, you know. Yeah, sure. If you want to go buy it from someone else or somewhere else, you can find it um, and you could do it. And that's great. But if you buy from us, then it goes back into the community and it goes back into first responders and, and things like that for those bags. So 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 the, so the ex, so whatever profit you make goes towards buying more of these, essentially. Yes. That goes, OK, yes. so is, is there a difference between the hero bag and what uh, people can get? Um, not necessarily. Well, the hero bag is a, a complete first aid basic um, kit. Okay. Not basic. It's it's pretty extensive, but basic EMT kit, I guess you you would say. Right. Um, 
and then it has the oxygen tank, the same oxygen tank that we would market to pool owners as part of it, um, it as a part of it. Right. And it's put in the back. Um, if you were to purchase this, the hero bag, which is the first aid kit with the oxygen retails about $1,200. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so these guys can't afford this. I mean, if you're a police officer, you might be able to, but you know, right. they don't make a whole lot, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. Volunteer firemen, obviously you're, you're a volunteer. Um, the department is small. Right. And they can't, they can't afford that. So, you know, and, and currently they're not being paid for by their departments or anything. You know? No, no. In fact, I have departments that have contacted me wanting them for their trucks. Um, so they don't even have it for their trucks. I assumed they were, it was on the trucks. Like that was my, my bad, you know, um, right. I assumed that, but these smaller ones, um, we have some here in Brazoria County that I think there's eight members, um, and they don't have anything. They have a truck and, and they service these, these rural remote areas. And, and that's when we really need it, you know? Right. So, um, yeah. Their departments, it's since it is a new concept, which again, that just throws me that this is a new yeah. concept. <laughs> um, they're coming around and, and they're very receptive. I, I have more requests than I can probably send out right now, but um, they're very receptive to it. And their departments, can, one, they can't afford to, to purchase this a lot of times. Um, they have a hard enough time getting their gear, just their basic bunker gear um, and, and things like that. So a bag like this, that's kind of like, well, you know, we have an ambulance. Right. You know, so that's that's where why we're trying to push it out there. I've had some people ask, well, you know, can't like you said, can't the departments buy these things um, like police departments for the for the squad cars or the fire departments? And honestly, I maybe eventually they'll see the light and, and, and do it automatically. But until then, I don't, we can't afford not to give it to them and just be like, here. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and we give them training. Like if they're a police officer and they don't have um, the oxygen training, that normally they have the first aid and they have the CPR, um, they have to. But we'll do the oxygen training. Um, and then have them sign a waiver just saying that this is only for resuscitation and, and really, that's to protect them. It's not even for us. It's just so that the state knows or the government knows that we know that they know that they can't give it to somebody who's, you know, light petted or, right. or something like that. So, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's really cool. I really do. You know, and, you know, it's so um, rare to see someone doing something so specific and so unique that hasn't been done yet. And, you know, I, I think. Um, I, I really do think you're onto something massive and it's, it's exciting, you know? Yes. You know, when I, um, I, I didn't talk to Dr. Hartz directly, um, but I, I had contact with people who did and apparently he was like, well, you know, he wants a, a H bot ambulance. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> but he, you know, that's kind of where I, I ran with it when he said this was a good idea. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. You know, let's just, I'm going to do it until someone says I, I can't. And then when they say I can't, well, then we'll sit, we'll sit down and discuss why I can't. Right. You that know? makes sense to me. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather ask um, forgiveness than permission. Right. Right. Well, and, and you know, they, 
the EMS chiefs here in my town and a, a few towns over that I've spoke to, they're very receptive to it. They're very excited about it. Their only issue is, um, again, they're like, well, it's a prescription drug and I have to remind them that not in this situation. <laughs> um, and, and not only that, um, they're just worried about people's certification and I don't see any reason why that would change anything if we're certifying them through the oxygen, you know, their little five minute course or whatever you want to call it of how to put the mask on <laughs> and, um, you know, things like that. And, and I think it's more of changing people's ideas or understanding about what drowning is and, you know, that kind of thing. So that's another thing where I'm, I really am excited about these bags, because not only are we giving the people um, that usually show up first the tools to help, um, but we're also making them advocates, you know, because now right. they know about drowning. Now they know about water safety. And um, if they follow us at all, then they understand what we're doing and then they can take that with them, you know, Um we, we at first I thought, well, I'll just give them the oxygen tank, which would have been easier and a lot cheaper. But sorry, I have a eight month old, <laughs> um, you know, which would have been a lot cheaper and, and easier. But we want them to keep this bag. We want this to be their jump bag, like to be the bag that they grab for whatever reason. Right. So it's got all sorts of other things, gauze and all. I don't even know what half the stuff is. I just know where to put it in the bag now. <laughs> but, you know, that way they keep it, you know. I, I don't want them to be like, oh, well, I don't need this auction tank. I haven't used it in three years. Um, and then toss it in their closet and it never be used, right? So, you know, um, and that's why I'm also excited about these guys wanting it in their squad cars. Um, because that way they have it like right now uh, a lot of departments i talk to all they have is a little small plastic first aid kit that has like band-aids or something like i mean they showed it to me and it's ridiculous like it's yeah. ridiculous you know that's, that's wild <laughs> yeah because even in town a police officer is probably going to be the first one to show up right i mean there's mm -hmm. there's usually more of them around um than ambulances um and not only that my, my hope is if they didn't run to um, the accident right away, which I, I don't think they would, but now I feel like it, it increases their self-efficacy about I can do something. Sure. You know, I will work harder because I know I can get there and I have something that can help. Right. right. And so anything that could help them, I'm all about that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's great. I think I really do. I think it's phenomenal. So, um, First of all, what's the name of your baby who we're listening to? Oh, the, my little bear over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anson. That's Anson. Anson. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. He's a growler. No, that's all right. <laughs> I, I like it. It sounds like he's, uh, yeah, he's looking for something, you know, it's great. Oh yeah. He's, he's a happy little guy. He's just in his swing growling. Yeah, growling. <laughs> I, I, I growl sometimes too. So I understand. I, I, I get Me it. Too. Anson. Yeah. And it's, it's usually in the morning. That's usually yeah, exactly. when I start growling. <laughs> Or if I've eaten, you know, that's, that's, that's a big true. one. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. he does more than growl when he's hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, just got to let you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to be on alert. Uh, <laughs> so how how long ago did you guys start Roy the Warrior? Uh, we started in February of 2017, um, okay. about six months after Rory passed. Um, that's when I officially started. I knew I needed to do something within, gosh, a couple of months. I knew there was something I had to do. Um, I had a good feeling it had to do with first responders only because, um, well, Rory loved fire trucks. He was, you know, he was three. Um, he, he didn't have a huge vocabulary, but he could tell you every part of a, of a fire truck. He watched YouTube videos on how to build fire trucks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and then he would watch videos as long as I would let him of fire trucks going on calls. Just who knew one, who knew they video that stuff. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then post on YouTube and who knew a three-year-old would find that. And just if I would let him, it would be hours. I would, I would do it while we homeschool. So he would watch and it's just, you'd hear it like this, pulling out of the station and pulling out of the station and going by. And I'm like, this, I'm bored within five seconds, but right. he loved it. Um, you know, so it kind of went from there. Um, his love of fire trucks. Uh, when, when he drowned, we were on vacation in Concan, which is a, um, a small town in the hill country. I guess it's still hill country in Texas, but um it was pretty remote and I didn't realize that until we had the accident. Um, it was a rental home. Um, when we found him, of course we, we did start CPR and called 911. Um, within two minutes, a volunteer fireman showed up. Um, he happened to be right down the road, um, and helped us with CPR and things like that until the ambulance got there, which was about 25 minutes later. Um, and then it was another, 15 to 20 minutes to get to the hospital and things like that. So, um, you know, so he has a special place in our heart. Um, we had firemen come show up for Rory, um, in the hospital while we're waiting to see if we're going to have brain activity. And, um, so that was good. (laughs) It was, it was nice. Um, when our, our people back home found out um, we were four hours away um, and told our local fire departments. Um, they showed up in force for his funeral. There was 13 trucks in, in Rory's procession. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they, we have like little cards, honorary firefighter forum. Um, the Brazoria County firefighters brought him a little funky gear set with his, his name on it. I mean, they just really showed a lot of support and it kind of started out as my way to say thank you to them, like do something for them because what they gave us, we can't measure, you know, um, making a horrible situation just a little bit sweeter by showing up, you know? Um, so it started with that. Uh, we started with wanting to get their bunker gear, um, and things like that but bunker gear is expensive and and we ran into an issue of like one department wants top of the line for seven thousand and another department well they just need this anything and they'll take the two thousand dollars setup you know it's like how do we justify where we we go and so it kind of stalled out for a bit 
um, until right before the convention, um, I just knew I had to do something. Um, I didn't know what that was. I, I didn't know. I'm like, you know, is there a new invention out there that can, I don't know, pump water out of lungs? Like at that point, I didn't know the aspects right. of drowning. You know, I didn't know that your lungs really aren't filled with water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, you know, that was kind of my idea. Like something, something's got to be out there to, to help someone survive this. So, and, and it just, it moved from there. So we're coming up on two years for Roy's passing. Um, and I'm just really excited about, about what we're, we're doing, you know? Um, yeah, sorry. sorry. I rambled. Thanks to it. <laughs> no, you're great. Um, for anyone who hasn't read the story, do you, you mind talking about how you made it to the pool and kind of what that? Happened? Well, um, no problem. Yeah. We, me and three other, not me, our family and three other families, uh, were good friends and we rented a vacation home, um, with a pool out in Concan. Um, the big thing to do in that area is float the river, float the Frio. Right. And, 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 and Concan is not Cancun, which I, I read it no. a couple times. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, yeah. it's in Texas. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it's it's still very nice but um that's a big thing to, to float the river okay. um so we float, floated the river um one day it was on thursday and it took about five hours <laughs> um the next day we decided we're just gonna play at the river um so we took the kids out there and we were playing out there and after everything after we decided it was time to come home or um, back to the house, which was a mile away. Uh, we, my friend loaded up the children. She had all the kids and we loaded up the, the tubes and, and the things, the ice chests, whatever. And we allowed Rory to go with her because um, he wanted to go with the kids. Um, and it was a mile up the road. So she, she took off before we, we did. Um, when we got to the house, um, I assumed that he was upstairs with the rest of the kids or the rest of the adults. I, I went and changed. And when I walked upstairs um, and my first question was, where's Rory? Which was a very normal thing for me to say, because he was a little firecracker. He was always on the go um, and nobody knew. And I don't even think I stopped. I just went straight to the balcony Um where the pool was and, and I found him. So, um, you know, the issues, there was a gate, there was a fence around the pool. There was gates, but one of the gates, the lock wasn't, wasn't, uh, working. Um, and, and Rory knew how to open it. Um, we don't know if someone left the gate open. We don't know if he opened it. We don't know any of that. Um, when he got in the car with my friend, um, he had his little life jacket on because we were out at the river. And even though it was just, you know, a couple of inches deep, it wasn't like maybe to his knees. Um, it's it's a flowing river. So we decided he had to have his life jacket on. Right. Um, right. And we get, got back. And so the last time I saw him, he had his life jacket on. But unfortunately, my friend had taken the life jacket off um, to, to let it dry. I mean, we were going home to eat dinner. There was, you know, 
that was would be anything any mom would do, you know. Right. Um, and she right. hung it up to dry, and uh, yeah, he. I guess he decided he was going to go swimming after that. I mean, uh, she thought he was with the kids, the other kids. I thought he was with her, and it was just one of those situations where, you know, it. He just slipped off, and um, yeah. So that that's how he got in the pool. Um, I, I do realize some mistakes. Obviously, you know the fence. Um, that this they weren't self closing gates. They didn't have high locks. Um, and I had been letting Rory swim in that pool with the big kids with his life jacket on. Um, so I can only assume he didn't think anything of it and he'd been jumping in that pool for the last two days and he just jumped in you know so yeah <laughs> so are you staying in touch with that mom? that mom oh definitely she's my best friend yes yeah now um i mean i know we all carry guilt um you know why didn't i ask where he was sooner why you know all, all sorts of things and and, and she she does too and and that i find that unfortunate um just because she didn't do anything that anybody else wouldn't have done you know we're going upstairs to eat you're taking off the wet life jacket i mean that's what you do right i mean yeah. um yeah you know, i guess she just wasn't she wasn't used to handling a 3 year old as as mischievous as rory <laughs> so you know it, it happened. It was an accident. It was very unfortunate for us, but, you know, but no, definitely she is my best friend and, and she would have done anything, you know, to keep him safe. She just didn't know. Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, and, and the work that you're doing now, I mean, like I said, it's really, really fantastic. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a tribute to him, I think. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, one thing I've noticed with a lot of the parents, um, specifically through Families United and, and stuff, um, is that's really what we want to do. We we want to keep our children's memory alive and we want um, their death not to be in vain. You know, we want to keep other parents from dealing with this crappy situation for the rest of their lives. And if it's preventable, we need to do that. Right. So, um, yeah. And, and selfishly, yeah, it keeps his name being said, you know, um, and I, I get to do things for him still, you know, so that's on the selfish side of, of I'm still doing things for my, my child. So nothing selfish about that. It's working. So, right. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. And I, I'm really excited about, the response I've gotten um, from the men and women, the first responders about these, um, they're really excited about getting them. Um, and that excites me, right? Because that's our biggest boundary is, is sharing our passion about water safety and about all these different things. And, and sometimes it feels like it, it falls on deaf ears. And so when people are really reacting to it, it it's, a, it's, uplifting you know maybe this is the way we get it out there maybe this is the way we promote um, um water safety and prevention so 
Like right. I hope they never. I hope they never have to use that oxygen tank. Like right. I, I, I hope that it gets old and and they have to get it replaced and you know things like that. It, I think that would be amazing. But if they need it, I want them to have it. You know, I want them to be able to do something. So for sure. So does Roy the Warrior have anything coming up that you want to tell people about? Uh, well, actually, we just had our big ride. So um, I'm kind of on a on a down slope right now, <laughs> needing to recoup. But uh, we are looking at different things. We don't have anything set. Um, one way we are um, trying to fund a lot of these departments because it's now branched out. We're in Missouri County, which is southern um, Texas. Um, and we have we want to go to Valdi, um, where where Rory had drowned um, and get their departments um, funded and, and filled. And so what we're going to be doing is if the departments want um, these bags for their guys or for their department, um, we will go there and do events there um, to fund that department specifically you know and that way it gets their community involved it's not some you know mystical people who they don't know right you know we're gonna give money to this but we don't know who it's going to um so i can't and that way again we get to promote prevention and water safety and why we're doing this along with raising money and getting it into their hands so that's awesome Yeah. So, uh, yeah, right now, no, I don't have any any events like right now, <laughs> but we, we have um, a, a lot in the works. We um, uh, in April, we're, we're partnering up with um, Katie and they're in Harris County, they're Houston area, um, Katie Safety Fest. Um, and we're going to do a Safety Fest, Brazoria County down oh, here. Wow. Yeah. And so. We're just trying to spread that. I mean, again, it's safety for everything. I mean, it encompasses everything. But, you know, we get to throw in our water safety, (laughs) which is the whole point for me doing it. (laughs) So, yeah. But, yeah, I appreciate you asking that. But, no, I don't have anything. (laughs) Where, if somebody wants to support you and learn more about the bags or Roy the Warrior, how do they find you? Um, Well, we're on Facebook under Roy the Warrior. Uh, We also have... A website. It's RoryTheWarrior.org. It's a lot of R's. <laughs> it's a little bit of a tongue twister, but um, yeah, it's RoryTheWarrior.org. You can see the tanks. Uh, you can purchase the tanks. You can see. Um, uh, we have a page where we post um, a first responder's picture and a little bio, and people can donate directly to their bag. That wow. has been wildly popular to where they're like in competition now right so they're like oh i'm gonna beat so and so i'm gonna get my bag first and you know so we're really excited about it um what i just made a a big order for 50 bags and um it's looking like i'm gonna be needing to make another order because you know um yeah, <laughs> we're, we're wanting to present these to the guys and, and we're just really excited about it. So that's really cool. I'm going to order a couple for me for sure. Uh, awesome. Yeah. that. I mean, I don't know why people aren't doing it. I, I've already said that, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, it makes yeah, sense, think, you know, right. Um, I have a pool and my brother across the street has a pool. So I'm getting this both one, you know. Uh, yeah. 
I, well, good. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we have pool fences, right? And yeah. I've already told several of the pool companies around here, I'm coming for you, you know, <laughs> because why wouldn't you market this with, with your pool? You know, sure. and it, it's, you know, it's going to a better cause. It's going to, you know, first responders instead of right. you know, whatever. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> We're new That's at it. this. So. <laughs> well, you're doing a phenomenal job. You really, really are. It's uh, it's impressive. And, you know, I think that you're going to do really good work. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I have high hopes, you know, um, but I, we just wait for God to lead us and, and, and listen. And, and that's what we do. So I can't even take the credit for it. <laughs> I'm just do what I'm told. <laughs> that works. So is there anything you want people to know before we wrap it up? Oh gosh, that's a, um, I don't know. Now you just stumped me. That's probably <laughs> the question, right? Um, I want people to know that, uh, about water safety, um, the, our biggest barrier is parents for the younger ones, right? They, they think that they know that what they're doing and everything they do is out of not a, a lack of love. And so when we approach them, telling them things, what they do wrong, you know, that it, it comes back on us. Um, you know, just, you know, pay attention to water safety, pay attention to the, the water around you. Um, it's summertime and, what do we do? We go to pools and we go to the beach and we go to lakes and we go to rivers and, and every function is, is around water. Um, I, I know you posted something about, you know, we have, we, you can't leave the hospital without having a car seat and they even check the car seat and you, you can't do all these things, you know, they worry about helmets, riding bicycles and you just, you can name it plugs for your, for your outlets when you have a baby, right? I mean, that's a huge thing. I can't remember the last time I've seen where a baby was electrocuted, but right. we have to have those plugs. Of course. And, yeah. and, you know, so why aren't we, you know, when, we, when tragedy happens, you know, with school shootings, which are, which are horrible, you know, everybody runs out and we need to spend all this money and we need to do all this. And that's good, you know, it's good, but we're still avoiding the uh, the big issue for our kids, you know, um, at our la at our event um, on the fifteenth, um, I did a um, I don't know what you call it uh, exhibition. I don't know what they we put out um, bathing suits. Um, we hung them up for all every child that has drowned in Texas since twenty sixteen when when Roy drowned. Um, and we had them in the right gender and we had them in the right age. Um, <sighs> it was 240. Wow. And yeah. And for people to look at that, to see, cause they were just blown away. They're like, what is this that, you know, in the whole U S no, it's just Texas, you know, and it's not even for the last 10 years. It's only like the last two years. So, you know, and 56 already, 58 in Texas already. It, it needs, people need to be more aware um, of their surroundings and of the dangers of pools, you know? You know, we wouldn't want to, you know, people don't want loaded guns around, but, you know, hey, we got a pool in our backyard and that's our fun. Right. Which is fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love swimming as much as the next person, but I also 
see that now as something that has to be handled with care, like with guns <laughs> or, or anything else, you know? So yeah, that's really I mean, what we'll take. Our original pool safety guide, which still exists, used to say that, you know, you wouldn't leave a gun on your countertop, but, you know, at least with a gun, if a child gets it and pulls the trigger and, you know, the bullet shoots out of it, you know, where the bullet goes isn't certain, you know, but if a child falls in the pool, what happens after that is the same every time. Yeah. Yeah. Seconds. Um, yeah. You, they don't even have to be missing for, for a minute or yeah. not even. Uh, they, they take that one breath and it's, it's, it's done. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. It's just sad. It's just and, sad. Yeah. And you're right about the media stuff. You know, I got annoyed. Um, it was a few years ago when there was that, uh, peanut butter salmonella thing where the kids were getting sick from the peanut butter. Right. right, right. And it was everywhere. It was on good morning America and the today show and the national news. And oh, yeah. you know, it was plastered all over everything. Right? right. And it was a thing. Right. But I mean, you're talking literally about a handful of kids who got a tummy ache. Right. I mean, that's right. the extent of it. Right. Right. And it was everywhere. And every day they were talking about, you know, this peanut butter scare. Um, kids were dying in pools, you know, yeah. there, there, there were kids who were literally dying who weren't getting mentioned. There was no story about, right. you know, and this death toll was racking up while yeah. we're, we're talking about, you know, upset tummies right. and, peanut butter. you know, and peanut butter. Right. And it, it drove me nuts at the time. I remember thinking like, this is ridiculous. Right. Well, and, and you know, I went to our, our local pool, um, just trying to figure out what their safety procedures were. Um, and, and also knowing, you know, people worry over the safety of, of oxygen tanks and whether people are going to use them properly or, you know, things like that. And I go to the pool and around our pool is literally seven uh, fire extinguishers. <laughs> seven. seven. Yeah. Um, I was unaware that fire was the main issue in the pool area, but OK, there's seven. We got it handled. Right. Um, and. and what I tell people when they talk about the, you know, well, if someone uses it wrong, well, they could get in trouble. Well, okay. If, um, if there's a fire and there's a fire extinguisher there, if I break that glass and I get it and I put out the fire, I'm okay. Right. Like if I use it and, and it works or doesn't work, it's okay. Right. However, if I'm hanging out at the pool and I break the glass and get the fire extinguisher and start spraying everything when there is no fire, Obviously, I'm going to be in trouble. Right. Same idea. I mean, it's the same idea. You use it when you need it, and if you don't use it when you're when you're supposed to, well, then you're going to get in trouble for that. Right. So why don't we just train people when they're supposed to? You know, 100%. when someone's not breathing. <laughs> and and the idea of having it, you know, on hand like a fire extinguisher is the perfect analogy. Right. No, this is the fire extinguisher for your pool. You know. Exactly. Well, yeah, and we have fire extinguishers in our house um, sure. and building codes make you have fire extinguishers. So why not if you I, I'm not one for new laws, don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't want new regulations and new laws, but don't get me wrong. If that's what we have to do, then I'm not against it. I just feel like people need self-regulation. I, I don't need the state of Texas to say, OK, well, if you have a pool, you have to have. Um, an oxygen tank. Right. I wouldn't hate it, 
but I don't need that. I need people to be aware of why they need an oxygen tank. I need them to be aware of the dangers of their pool and self-regulate. You know, if the government makes you do it, you're, you're not going to really invest in it. Right. You're going to be like, I have to do this. So I have this oxygen tank that's in the closet. I'm not even sure where it is, you know, like that kind of thing. It, It makes me so sad when people get a pool fence from us to meet code, right? Because they have to, to build the building code. And I know because they tell me that as soon as they pass inspection, they're taking it down. Wow. And I'm like, can you just not, maybe just leave it up. That'd be really cool. You know? Right. Um, yeah. You know, I, so, you know, I, I don't want to make it for, you know, I feel, you know, we, we do this great job installing it. It looks gorgeous and it's perfect and safe. And I know that in a week it's going to be gone, you know, and yeah. it's, uh, you know, just well, because the, the law requires it, you know, Right. Well, and what what kills me about that is um, a lot of times these people, well-meaning, you know, well, well, I don't have children or children are grown or I have a yard, a fenced in yard, um, all this other stuff. Well, that's great. Except don't you have if you have grandkids, um, kids, if you have friends that come over that have kids, uh, do you want to be right or do you want to be safe? You know? Yes, we parents need to supervise their children. Absolutely. Yes, the children need swimming lessons. Great. But children don't always do what we tell them to do. I mean, they could avoid that pool a um, hundred times um, and then get this wild hair, right? And I'd rather be safe and, and save a child that made a wrong choice at the age of three when I don't even think you can make real choices. Um, uh, I'd rather be safe than right. You know, oh, well, they should have kept their child away from my pool or the child shouldn't have got in there. Great. You're right. Yay. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. Um, but a child's still gone or hurt or, or, you know, something like that. So why can't we just be safe and who cares about being right? Yeah. My, my dad used to say there's a lot of people who are dead right, you know. And yeah. V- very dead and very right. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know, do you want the child to be alive to make better decisions or, right. you know, stale, be self-righteous and be like, well, I did what I'm supposed to. They're not my child or whatever. You know, I'm, right. I'm not saying all people do that. It's just that's kind of their thinking. Well, you know, my family's fine. My children know how to swim. My and and they don't realize how many times um, it's neighbors' pools, um, grandkids, just the list of things. You know, it, so. it was a it was a neighbor's pool recently with Bodie Miller. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it happens. Well, yeah, I I, I per, you know I personally know um, a couple that were in our grief counseling. Um, that little guy got out twice and, and got into a, a neighbor's pool, you know, um, above ground pools. People seem to think they're not as dangerous. Um, it's just a, a realm of things. Right. And, and a lot of times what I'm sure you get it is, oh, well, we can't, you know, bubble wrap everything. We can't. Right. It's nothing's foolproof. Well, I, I get that. I get that. And if it was a random, rare occasion that a child drowned, I, I probably wouldn't be on this mission for everybody to know it. But it's not. Um, you know, so all the, you know, people that think 
that they always watch their children, people that think that they've done everything right, they're losing out, you yeah. know, and, it, and it's their children. So, and people have probably sick of hearing me say it, but the parents who say they always watch their kids are the ones that scare the crap out of me. You know, yeah. not the mom who's like, yeah, I can't keep up with them. I need every pool fence <laughs> alarm device I can get. You know, th- those are real moms. The ones that are like, no, I watch my kid 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't sleep. I don't use the bathroom. I don't shower. The baby comes with me everywhere I go. Um, those moms terrify me because it's, exactly. it's not real. There's no parent as, who watches it, you know, well, like as 24 hours post, a day. Yeah. right. As they post about the child getting into, uh, well, Rory right. got harpies or yeah. into the pantry or into yeah. the peanut butter or, you know, a list of things and they're like, Oh look, ha ha, how funny this is. Well, yeah, it is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but that pantry or that peanut butter or that Sharpie marker that you weren't watching them for those two minutes could have mm-hmm. been a pool. Yep. You know, you, you're lucky. Yeah. You must have heard me do that rant because I've done it a, a dozen yeah. times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, you, you don't, you, you don't watch your kids all the right. time. You don't, no. um, you know, so many times people like there's been a few um children that sneak out the windows when everybody's sleeping or they're supposed to be taking a nap and mom's in in the kitchen making lunch like there's no fault in that um you don't know what you don't know and and that's why you know when i tell people about window alarms they kind of roll their eyes they're like oh yeah whatever well okay i can show you pictures (laughs) of children who climbed out windows because the door is locked. Yep. So no, we don't watch our kids all the time. And and yeah, I've seen those comments. I try to avoid comments on, on certain posts because me me too. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like, wow. Perfect parents. (laughs) I'm not one, you know? (laughs) Yeah. They're not, they're not perfectly just lucky, you know? Right. Yeah. And I hope they stay lucky. That would be awesome. I would love to live in that world, you know? when where bad things don't happen um when we went to that house um um, the rental house and i saw that pool when we first arrived i actually looked at that pool and i said that pool is going to be a nightmare because rory was mischievous he was always on the go so i knew that that was going to be something that i was going to have an issue keeping him away from um, I went so far as to every night, like I'm locking all the doors and I tell the children and I tell the parents, like, if you get up um, and you you know want to go outside, like, just make sure Rory's in the bed, you know, lock the door after you. I was just so fearful that he would get up before me and, and sneak out to the pool. You know, um, hindsight, right? Like. I was worried about it, but I didn't actually think it was going to happen. And sure, it, and I, I felt like I was like the somewhat overprotective kind of. I've been accused of that before, you know. Um, and, and that's why I, I think that. Sorry, that's great. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, that's why I, I can tell people I was that parent. I, I, I don't think I was so like, oh, I will always watch my child. No, I, mm-mm. he, Rory was number four of our children and he was the wildest one. I can tell you, I did not have a handle on that child. hundred percent right. <laughs> of the time. You know, um, we have pictures of our own where he got into a Sharpie 
uh, while we're all at the table, he happened to get up. And within five minutes, my other children are like, we don't even know where he got the Sharpie from. Because I had literally banned Sharpies from my house. <laughs> right. And um, yeah, I mean, he had gotten himself um, his, the the dresser I just redone for him. Oh. His bed, the wall, the hall wall, my dresser, dad's dresser. Like, I mean. The cat, the dog. You know. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> he got it. So, yeah, I mean, I knew I wasn't, yeah, he was just a go, go, go kind of kid. And, right. uh, you know, I just don't want other parents to deal with this, right? Like, when, and I try to tell people, I'm not judging you. I'm not like, you know, you're a bad parent. You need to do this, this, and this. I'm telling you because I made these mistakes. Right. I'm telling you because I've seen these mistakes made, even if I didn't make them myself. And it's not worth it, you know? It's not yeah. worth it. Absolutely. So, Right. Well, thank you very much for doing this. <laughs> I hope great. I did okay. I'm, I'm not much of a webcam person, so I'm probably you, you, looking you, all everywhere except for I'm really supposed are. to. You're doing a great job, <laughs> and uh, you, you really, really did, and uh, and I really appreciate it. And I think that the oxygen and the hero bag is an amazing idea. I can't believe no one has done it before you, uh, but I, I hope that gets rectified very, very soon. So, right. you know, um, yes. I'm going to do what I can to make sure people know. So. Thank I you, appreciate it. And thank you for what you do. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. All right. Well, you guys have a good day and I will see you soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right.